Hey, we're Living Water CC, and you're listening to Share Hope Podcast, where we love God, we love people, and we share hope. Today we continue with our series, Seven, and we will be looking at the fourth word, forsaken. What a word. Many studies have been made, and it's documented that long-term solitary confinement uh, produces certain harmful effects on people, things like uh, visual and auditory hallucinations. People see and hear things that are not there, uh, a hypersensitivity to noise and touch, insomnia, paranoia, uncontrollable feelings of rage and fear, a distortion of time and perception, uh, and an increased risk of suicide. All these things are the result of someone who has been left alone, on purpose, forsaken, left alone by someone they need, left alone by someone they count on, forsaken, being at the bottom of the emotional pit, forsaken. Matthew Chapter 27, verse 45. Now from the sixth hour, there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, that is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? From nine in the morning to twelve noon, Jesus spoke the first three words. As he looked at the group of people surrounding the cross, as he looked at the, at the Roman soldiers, as he looked at the, at the spiritual religious leaders of Israel, he looks at them and he says, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. And then he turns to one of the criminals being crucified next to him, and he assures him by saying, today you will be with me in paradise. The last time we were together, we came to the cross once again, and we heard him speaking an intimate, uh, tender word to his mother and to his beloved student, John. And he said, woman, behold your son. Son, behold your mother. Now Jesus is suspended between heaven and earth, barely alive. He has been nailed to the cross for about six hours. Every breath is an excruciating and debilitating experience. It is now noon on the day of his crucifixion. Jesus has spoken three times from the cross. And all of a sudden, in the middle of what seemed to be a normal, bright, sun-drenched Middle Eastern day, verse 45 says, darkness fell on the land. From 12 noon to 3 p.m., a weird, eerie, thick darkness and a scary silence covered the earth. 
This was not a cloudy day. This was not a cloudy moment. It was not that the sun was dimmed by the clouds. It was not even an eclipse. It was darkness. And in the midst of that moment, suddenly, out of nowhere, apparently, a loud guttural groan that came from deep inside, almost like the roar of a wounded lion, a voice that pierced the darkness and said, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? This was the fourth word from the cross. A couple of things catch my attention from this piece of scripture. First of all, the intensity of the voice that is heard. Obviously, the voice is coming from Jesus. It is an intense voice that starts in the stomach and it goes through the throat and then is released through the mouth. There's a lot of force and strength in this. And yet it is coming from a man who has been hanging on a cross for more than six hours. That is impressive. It is remarkable. It, it speaks of anguish. It speaks of despair. It speaks of using the last bit of strength to be able to say what is within him. Not only the intensity of the voice, but also the fact that at this moment, as Jesus speaks from the cross, he speaks in his native tongue in Aramaic. Not the language that he was used to using, but he goes back to something that is ingrained in him, something that is basic, his base, his foundation. In his moment of anguish, a groan comes out of the deepness of his soul, and it comes out in his native language. That is interesting. And then the desperate question, why have you forsaken me? Why is always a hard question. There are other questions that are easier. When, what, how? Those are easy questions to answer. But the why question makes everything so difficult because it speaks of motive, because it speaks of, 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 of purpose, because it, it, it speaks of intention. And so here is the Son of God asking his Father, why? Why are you doing this? And what is it that he is asking? He's asking, why have you forsaken me? Forsaken is an important word to understand. And it's important to understand that Jesus has never known a time of broken fellowship with his Father. As we look at the Gospels and as we look at his time in, in ministry, uh, we see him speaking to the Father uh, continuously. And every time he speaks to the Father, there is this connection, there is this relationship. He calls him father, my father. And now, now there is a brokenness in the fellowship. And instead of saying father, he says God. 
And by using these different titles, by using these, these different uh, names, there's the, the distance is, uh, uh, is intensified. Every single second brings Jesus farther, farther away from the Father. The answer to the why question is a vital theological lesson. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21 says, For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. God the Father made God the Son who was sinless to be sin. In order to understand this deep theological thought, we need to go to the Old Testament, Leviticus chapter 16. It presents the concept of the scapegoat. On the Day of Atonement, the priest in the Old Testament would place his hands on a goat, a goat that had been selected for this process. And he would, he would put his hands on the goat as a symbol of transferring the sins of the people unto the animal. So there was a transference of sin. The sins of the people, the sins of the priest himself, were now placed upon this animal. And then the animal was taken, and that animal was set loose in the desert to die alone. The scapegoat, he was called. And all this happened during the Day of Atonement. At this moment that we are looking at in the Passion of Christ, on the cross, God the Father poured on Christ the sin of the world. And just like that Old Testament uh, priest would place, would transfer the sins of the people onto that scapegoat, the Father now transfers the sins of the world unto the spotless Lamb of God. And this explains the broken fellowship. God, who is holy, turns his back, and the shadow of God's back produces this, this darkness, this eerie darkness. This is the answer to the why question. Why have you forsaken me? God forsook his son so that you and I would never be forsaken. Forsaken. To be left alone by someone you desperately need. Forsaken. To be left alone by someone you are counting on. To be at the bottom of the emotional pit. Forsaken. If you listen, you'll hear the cry of those that around you feel forsaken. The elderly person sighing and shuffling their feet. The prisoner crying out of his shame and asking for mercy. So many that are apparently doing well with beautiful homes, cars, and yet so much discontentment feeling forsaken. High school and college campuses filled with young, vibrant people who have their whole lives ahead of them, but killing themselves because they feel 
forsaken. The cry from the cross is for all these people. The orphan child, the widow, the single parent struggling to make ends meet, the mother standing over the bed of her sick and dying child, the father out of work, the prisoner in his cell, the wife abandoned by her spouse. Single people who celebrate their birthdays alone. The person who has hit rock bottom with nowhere else to go. This is the work from the cross for you. No one has ever been as alone as Jesus was. And you will never be forsaken like he was. It is a promise, a promise that stands in his word. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. Because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. Would you join with me in prayer? Lord, we stand at the cross and we open our spiritual ears to hear those last words that you spoke while you are here on earth. And today, we hear this difficult, hard word. Why have you forsaken me? And even as we stand here, so many people listening to my voice are feeling forsaken. We might even say that in the moment that we are living, as we are facing this pandemic, as we are facing this uncertainty of what tomorrow will bring, as we are in this state of sheltering in place, not knowing what we can do, where we can go, deep in our minds and in our hearts, there might be this thought, has God forsaken us? Has he forgotten about us? But this, this moment, we cling on to your word because you have said it. You will never leave us. You will never forsake us. Then our faith is strengthened and we believe that no matter what goes around us, even if the earth shakes literally, you are with us. And so this day, we thank you for always being present. We thank you because you will never forsake us. We pray for anyone that is feeling alone, that is feeling forsaken, that your Holy Spirit would just come at this moment and that would, you would just allow them to sense your presence in such a way that they, would, that they would have hope to go on tomorrow. We ask these things in Jesus' name.